0: Stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, weekdays twelve thirty to three, seven seventy CHQR. This whole asylum debate is, is, I mean, it's, it's been festering for a long time. It's, it's got really ugly in the last week or so. Well, you had the, the Ontario cabinet minister Elisa McLeod is responsible for this. Uh, And Ahmed Hassan, the uh, federal immigration minister, basically trading barbs. Uh, Lisa McLeod suggested that uh, the immigration minister was trying to bully the province. then you had uh, the immigration minister uh, suggest that the uh, response from the Ontario government was somehow un-Canadian. So none of this is helpful. The Ontario government, I think, has some legitimate concerns here because if they are going to be saddled with these uh, costs when it comes to, to social programs for those who are coming from the U.S. into Canada to claim asylum, uh, that it's, it's certainly reasonable to ask what the government's plan is here or why the federal government isn't footing the bill for a situation that they've helped create. I mean, ultimately, sitting here from Alberta, I mean, there's only one taxpayer, but I can understand why a provincial government wouldn't necessarily want to foot the bill for something that seems like a federal jurisdiction and a problem that uh, the federal government helped exacerbate. So Lisa McLeod, the Ontario minister responsible, says Ontario's in dire need of assistance from the federal government. Um, They have requested $75 million and... um, $11 $11 million respectively, Toronto has, and the city of Ottawa. The province of Ontario says it inc- incurred costs of $90 million. So th- this is not insignificant. And so what is Ottawa going to do to help cover those costs and, and be stem the tide here? So that gets back to the, the, the underlying issue here, where you've got situation unfolding in the United States. And through a variety of different factors and different kinds of situations, individuals are walking across into Canada, sometimes in dangerous circumstances, otherwise sometimes not so much, and claiming asylum. And the costs are mounting. Well, there was a push forward emergency debate today in Ottawa. The uh, Immigration uh, Standing uh, Commons Committee on Immigration and uh, Citizenship was addressing this today. Joining us to talk about more uh, on this issue is Michelle Rempel, Conservative MP, Calgary Nose Hill, uh, Conservative Shadow Minister for Imm- Immigration and Citizenship. Michelle, thanks for joining us here.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right. So, why in this? Why, in your view, is is this issue coming to a head here?
1: So, for the last year and a half we've ever since the Prime Minister tweeted out hashtag welcome to Canada, we 've seen a vast increase in people illegally entering Canada from the United States and then claiming asylum and that number is actually over thirty one thousand people in that time period at this point point. and many of the people that are, are, are claiming asylum require social program assistance um, and, and you know significant intervention in terms of um, support for integration into the Canadian economy. And that all has a dollar figure attached. So the government, we started off as an opposition party saying, look, we need to decrease the demand on the system by uh, coming up with a legislative mechanism that will would essentially uh, enforce an agreement that we have with the United States to prevent this sort of asylum claim system shopping. And to date, the government has refused to do that. But they've said that the agreement is still valid. So essentially what we've seen is a significant policy decision made by the government to normalize this situation. They're saying, look, uh, you know, a thousand plus people a month coming into Canada this way is normal. Uh, They've created permanent uh, systems to to support people. This is primarily happening at the Roxham Road location in Quebec. You know, they've got a tent city there. And now we're seeing uh, provincial governments say, look, uh, we've got a big problem. There are, in Toronto, we've heard the mayor say, look, the homeless shelter capacity is way oversubscribed. Um, there's people that are about to be evicted out of college dormitories on August the 9th because people are coming back to school. Um, and we're seeing the government's plan be to bus people from Quebec to Toronto, and now that Toronto is oversubscribed to parts unknown very quickly, the reason why I want to have this study during the summer is that the government every couple of weeks has had to announce $200 million plus. Like the the tab is really mounting and it's quickly growing to a billion dollars just for this year to support um, people who have illegally entered Canada and then subsequently claimed asylum after having reached the United States of America. And this has not been part of the budgetary process. Um, you know, parliamentarians haven't had an opportunity to scrutinize these expenses, and they're doing it on a really ad hoc basis without a broader understanding of why we're doing this. You know, the Liberal Party doesn't have a mandate to make this policy change. This wasn't something that was discussed in the federal election. It's been a, a pretty significant departure, and I'm worried about the fact that we probably can't now help the world's most vulnerable because we're so oversubscribed in these methods. So, I, you know, this is uh, all of the the, the issues that have come up over the last few weeks, I cannot wait. I think it is, I would be abdicating my duties as a, as a parliamentarian to wait until September to force the government to come up with a plan, a transparent right. plan for Canadians, to show them what they're going to do in this situation. We can't, uh, we, we just can't continue on this way. It's, it's ridiculous.
0: In terms of of what we've seen the last couple of weeks between the federal immigration minister and the new Ontario government, does does Ontario have a legitimate point here that they're having to saddle a lot of these costs and there's no clarity from Ottawa on on where we're going here?
1: I was um, just on a a television panel that was pre-taped before I called into your show. And do you know what what the the Liberal on the panel said? He said that the government of Ontario doesn't want to welcome newcomers. That's the sort of rhetoric that we're hearing. Whereas... The new government of Ontario has come out and just said, how are we going to pay for this, right? And that's a good question to ask. I mean, Ontario is in a big deficit situation and so is the federal government. And it's really irresponsible both to people who have entered the country this way, right? Because I, can you imagine being in that dormitory? You've been placed there and now you're going to have to get on a bus again to go somewhere. But it's also irresponsible to the Canadian taxpayer and to people who are saying, well, what about me? You know, you know. These are questions that the government has to answer for because there's an opportunity cost to managing Canada's immigration system this way. And to me, it's not compassionate to not have a plan to deal with this, especially when it impacts people who are legally trying to enter the country, um, when it impacts the refugees themselves, and, and when Canadians are being asked to pay more taxes to deal with the government's lack of, you know, the Prime Minister's lack of planning in this regard. You know, it's been so frustrating for me. I have been raising this issue for 18 months, and the fact that we don't have any action and that we're having to have a summer session of of, of Parliament, or a Parliamentary Committee on this, just shows that the government really, like Justin Trudeau really hopes that this is just going to go away, and that benefits no one, and it's not compassionate.
0: Michelle, can you stand by for a second here? Sure just gotta take a quick break we'll come back a couple more minutes uh, with michelle rempel we'll talk about where, where this issue needs to go from here how we can start to get a handle on the problem and you know how much it's going to cost us in the meantime michelle rempel uh, is on the line with us conservative mp calgary nose hill shadow minister for immigration and citizenship for the conservatives we're back with more right after this all right we're back uh, michelle rempel joining us conservative mp calgary nose hill shadow minister for immigration and citizenship so um wh- where where what was achieved today michelle where are things at
1: Well, I'm very glad that we forced, uh, you know, it it takes a lot of effort to do this, but through parliamentary procedure, um, Canada's Conservatives forced the Liberal government to have an emergency committee meeting. Uh, It'll happen in the next two weeks to deal with this. The Liberals, they did try to smush three government ministers into a one-hour session so that opposition members wouldn't have an opportunity to ask questions. Um, I'm hoping that that's not going to be the case, but I think we are going to have an opportunity to have some of the provincial ministers testify in front of our committee for the first time, including um, new immigration minister in Ontario, uh, Lisa McLeod, uh, who had a huge just gazing commentary against uh, the government's response to the Roxham Road crisis in Winnipeg on Friday. I was also in Winnipeg on Friday. Um, You know, I'm really proud of Minister McLeod because she said, look, the, the, the issue at Roxham Road has cost Ontario taxpayers $90 million in welfare payments this year alone. How is the federal government going to support this? Nobody has budget to support this. It's not compassionate for us to go forward without a plan. And I watched the federal immigration minister. He just completely lost it. He called her un-Canadian for asking these questions and I'm really glad that parliamentarians for the first time are going to be able to hold the government to account and say, you can't just spend all of this money outside of the budgetary process and you can't just try and hide it from Canadians. So... As much as, I'll be honest with you, I hate being away from my riding in the summer when Parliament isn't sitting. Um, I think this is a really good opportunity for uh, Canadians to tune in and get a sense of why the, what, the, what, what the federal government is going to do after the hashtag welcome to Canada tweet.
0: Look, there there are some more extreme elements, unfortunately, in society that that will exploit this situation because they they have their own agenda. But to suggest that Canadians who raise legitimate concerns about this are un-Canadian or alt right, as as Gerald Butts uh, said on Twitter, is is most unfortunate. I mean, oh, it's does, crazy, does, hey? Right? Does it seem as though that they're more interested in using this as a political wedge than than actually solving the problem?
1: I would I would characterize it slightly differently. So, um. I think that they are just so, uh, they they just don't, they're so paralyzed. They don't know what to do, right? Because he tweeted out, the Prime Minister tweeted out this holier-than-thou hashtag welcome-to-Canada tweet in January 2017, didn't have any plan to deal with what actually happened when people did come to Canada, and now they're trying to pull the debate away from reasonable questions on how we're managing a compassionate system, how we're going to pay for these things into this, like, really divisive language. And you know what I worry about is that because they're failing to put forward a plan, um, Canadians are now asking, well, like, they, they just don't have faith in the immigration system under the Liberal government, and that is so wrong uh, because Canada is a nation of immigrants, but it happens under a planned and orderly system, and, and it needs to happen under that system. So... You know, I think the tweet you're referring to, Rob, is um, when Gerald Butts tweeted out that Lisa McLeod was alt-right because she dared, gasp, ask the federal government how they p- planned to deal with the fact that Ontario's homeless shelter uh, capacity was way oversubscribed. And can you think about that? Oh, the other thing is, Rob, today in, in committee, one of the Liberals called me hysterical. He said I was hysterical. <laughs> because I was asking for a committee meeting, and that's a very gendered term in and of itself. But can you imagine the federal liberals are so desperate right now to push away from uh, or try to divert the attention from the fact that they don't have a plan, that they're calling people alt-right, un-Canadian, and hysterical, because we dare question how they're spending government money and how they're prioritizing people who enter into our country.
0: Right. And again, if, if this is going to be their, their approach going forward, then it's it's on them to find a way to pay for it. If they've got a plan to try to bring those numbers down or speed up the processing of these claims, then we'd sure all love to hear about it, right?
1: Well, absolutely. And I, and I mean, look, we can have differences on opinion on immigration policy writ large, but the government is really, you know, to use use this term, they're trying to suck and blow, right? They're trying to say the united states is still a safe third country but we're not going to enforce the safe third country agreement we want photo ops of refugees but we're not going to do anything to integrate them into the canadian society we want all of these we want to declare sanctuary cities but we don't want to come to canadians with a costed plan on how much that's going to cost and this is because, you know, there's a lot of virtue signaling that's involved with saying we want refugees to come to Canada. I, I, I have advocated for, for example, I put forward a motion in the House of Commons around the Yazidi genocide. These are people who are at the world's most vulnerable. I, I couldn't make the same argument for somebody who's already reached the United States of America. You know, I had my NDP colleague today suggest that you know people are fleeing persecution from the United States of America that's a that's a tough argument in my opinion but that aside if this is what the Liberal government is now enshrined in policy, they, they have to go to Canadians and say, this is our policy, we accept people, who are we, are, we think that people can flee persecution from the United States of America, uh, and by the way, it's going to cost billions of dollars over a 10-year period uh, to process their claims, house them, and uh, subsequently many of them will have to be removed from Canada, and we're going to spend that money in a deficit situation while we're increasing your taxes. While there are people in Canada who require social programs, who can't find affordable housing, like that's the conversation they don't want to have. And, you know, finally, I I hope that Canadians, I hope your listeners will tune into these meetings as they happen, because... I just think that Justin Trudeau doesn't want to have this discussion at all. He wants it to go away uh, before the federal election. And I don't think that he wants Canadians to hold him to account for the fact that he took all of these photo opportunities and now has no plan to help people once they're actually in Canada.
0: Yeah, well said, uh, Michelle. Thanks for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this.
1: I wish I was in Calgary. Thanks for having me on today.
0: Take care, Michelle Rempel, a Conservative MP, Calgary Nose Hill Shadow Minister, of Citizenship and Immigration. So, uh, might be a tall order. You're going to tune into uh, CPAC and check out some committee meetings uh, during your time off this summer. Well, uh, maybe not. But like she said, I mean, this is an important issue. Uh, again, and it's not about hostility toward newcomers. Canada is a welcoming country, and Canada certainly has a lot of uh, room to maneuver when it comes to bringing in new immigrants. I don't think most Canadians have a problem with the number of immigrants that come here each year and the number of refugees we bring in each year. Right, the uh, refugees from Syria who've been resettled, we don't really hear as much about that anymore. Now, this is a different kind of issue where we're talking about people who really don't, for the most part, have legitimate Refugee claims by virtue of the fact that they were in the United States in the first place, hence the safe third country agreement. You were there first. You can make an asylum claim there. But she's right. I mean, if the liberals believe that someone can be in the United States and then come here and potentially claim asylum, then we need to say so. And we need to, for now, do away with the safe third country agreement. I think we should be careful what we wish for, though. Because up until now, I mean, this has been problematic, but it's more or less manageable, certainly in comparison to what's going to happen if we suspend that agreement and we see those numbers increase substantially. Seems like there's been a slight drop off in the number of people coming across the border, but it's still a challenge for governments to deal with. I mean, the safe third country agreement has always been basically a favor that the Americans have done us. Sure, the Americans would not mind at all if someone comes in through the south border, wanders their way up to the north border, and then becomes Canada's problem. Why would they care? The Safe Third Country Agreement is a pretty good deal for Canada in that the U.S. ends up being the ones to deal with most of these individuals. How else is anybody getting to Canada if they're not coming through the U.S.? Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12:30 on News
1: Talk, 770 Calgary.